Welcome in to CHGO Bears After Dark, our first one for 2023. Our last, true. Our last one for the 2022 season. Also true. Proudly brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app right the hell now. And use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. You get all the deals, all the love, and hopefully all the money. What's up, Gary Ross? Everybody who chimes in on Bears After Dark gets called out. And, Gary, <laughs> honestly, I don't know if you are the person on tour. Carm versus Carmy V, the show we've been anticipating, anticipating all day. day. Wow. Got, you know, Gary, honestly... Uh, I mean, I don't have any money, but but whatever I do accumulate by the don't end. Don't worry, of, I already paid him. You did? Yeah. I was gonna. I mean, I'm putting like Gary in the will at this point. Gary is my <laughs> Gary's a straight hero. Um, well, first off, you know, shout out to the show. Can we get our, our guy up here, Patrick, uh, who apparently is just the smartest man along with Gary? Maybe this is Gary. I don't think it is though, because Gary's on nope, Twitter. No, nope, this is Mike. This is Mike. Uh, Mike Curran, uh, who I think we can see this. Yeah, there is. Much respect to the whole at CHGO Bears crew, but for my money, it doesn't get any better than at the Carmen, at Carmy V, together on hashtag Bears After Dark. That's the dynamic duo we need. Uh, that's so kind. It was, it, any chance that that is your dad? No. Cousin? No, my dad's name is not Mike. Not, not Mike. And he doesn't have a burner. He actually just got rid of his Twitter because he hates Elon Musk that much. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding. He was also going to buy a Tesla and will now refuse. Like, he's been wanting a Tesla forever, and it's finally time for him to get a new car. And he won't do it now. He is, my dad's a flaming liberal, so for, I, he's a woke boomer. I'm not, hey, <laughs> shout out to your dad, and th that's awesome. Be a man of integrity. If, he, if, you don't, if you don't like what the upper management is doing, you don't like Elon, then don't, you can't buy his car. I, uh, it's just, my, the missed customer, the one missed customer is really going to change uh, Elon's mind. Well, that, but that's not the point. It's, no, but I your know. dad doesn't want to support He's got it. principles. So, like, now, now we're in an uncomfortable land, but I'll keep going down that land. Like, you know, I, I grew up Highland Park, Illinois, as a, as a Jewish gentleman, Jewish family, the whole thing. Well, I don't know if you're familiar with this thing, but, you know, there was this, this thing called the Holocaust, right? You sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, that. So, so then, you know, we go to Hebrew school, and all these people are driving Mercedes and BMWs, and, like, my parents are like, American. We are driving an Oldsmobile. <laughs> all American cars. <laughs> no, it's funny. My my, my grandparents are immigrants, and they uh, were very into the Americanization of everything. So they drove, like, Cadillacs and yeah. Fords and whatever. Like, yeah. they wanted all-American stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. This show is off to, a like, a yeah. roaring hey, start. Hey, it's Bears After Dark. This is this is what's up. I mean... Look at we, that! we got a Jewish brethren! Gary, Gary, there we go. Mani Shana Halayla Hazet. Let's go. I guess we'll get we'll get to it. I'm yeah. going to reel you guys back in for just a second. Oh, yeah, please we, do. Question. we got a poll question up right now. Oh, yeah. Are you happy the Bears are benching Justin Fields? Okay, wait, hold yes on. Yes or no? Let me slow down. So, uh, Stephen Nichols, who's, who's producing the show, has a poll question that we all need answers for. I think it's a great question. And it is one, one more time, please, please say. Are you happy the Bears are benching Justin Fields this week? Are you happy the Bears are benching Justin Fields this week? Are you happy the Bears are benching Justin Fields this week? I literally wrote a whole article about how there should be no starters between either of the teams on this field on Sunday. Well, the Minnesota Vikings are explaining the Vikings angle on that because they're still they, Yeah, they play. can get to the two seed, but, like, I don't think the 49ers are going to lose, and I don't think the Eagles are going to lose. So, like, I don't think it's going to happen. And also, I don't think there's that much of a difference between the two and the three seed. Um, if you were still in play for the one seed, I totally understand that. But at this point, they're hurt, and they need rest. Um, I, I at least that for, for that's my opinion. Okay. Um, uh, but no, I didn't think that. Again, there's no meaningful development happening with Justin Fields, and that's the reason to keep him out there. You're well out of playoff contention. There's nothing else to really play for at this point but pride. And now, Justin even is injured. So, like, is I'm he? glad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, honestly I, no. So I think he is. But like you? that's the thing is everybody at this point of the season is injured. Everybody is. Right. But is But like if the Bears were playing for a playoff spot, like if they were in the like if they were a Green Green Bay or if they were Detroit, like Justin's playing. Uh that's what I, I, meant, I meant to do this recently. I don't know anything. Stephen, you know. will you just do this on the fly and I'll just All right, let's I'll, hear it. Uh 
find out exactly what Justin Fields played with when he played in the national championship game in college. Yes. Because I think it was a cracked rib. Yes. And he, it was a cracked rib and he had and like a messed up something else. Yeah. He so, had multiple. I think it was a hit, wasn't it? Was it a yeah. hit too? So, so let, let me just give me the exact diagnosis of what it was. Because, and look, I'm not a doctor. I only play one on CHGO Bears After Dark. <laughs> but I went out to Hallis Hall today. Okay. And it was a great last Thursday of the season. I really like this Bears team. Like, they yeah. just have a lot of good dudes. I've said that 8,000 times on the show. Um, and I had a off the, not off the record, but, like, I, I did not record the conversation with Sam Mustafer, who's, like, literally one of my favorites in there. But, nice. I, but so here comes Fields walking, you know, through the locker room. Eh. I'm not saying that he's 100%, but he's... I'm certain he's, he's yeah, but like so he's got a hip injury. I would think like you'd see like a little no, but bit if of you something. remember, Tevin Jenkins was dealing with a hip injury, and that was way worse than we knew. It was way worse than Matt Eberflus said. And like I saw him in the locker room, and I was like, oh no, he's definitely going to play. And then he didn't play for th- like three weeks. So I don't think it necessarily I, can show from the outside. But there's also a very big difference between walking in a locker room and stepping onto a football field and being full speed. Right. Right, but I'm just listen, like last. But I'm I'm in agreement that like if they had something on the line right now, Justin's in there. Yeah. What what did what did your research find out, Stephen? His dad said it was a hip pointer. Yeah. I knew it was a hip. A hip pointer in college. Yeah. But wasn't there a cracked rib too? There was rumors of a cracked rib. I mean, he's talked about this. He he was massively dinged up in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anyone out there? Any play. like I said though, like at this point in the season, nobody is 100 percent healthy. Right. You well, can find if you're looking for something, you can find it. <laughs> well, well, all I know is that when Eberflus got up there and said that uh, you know Justin is uh, it's it's not a long term injury, but he's got this thing. I mean, I I fully bought it to the end of the world, and I, I like the flus would never pull a fast one on me. The flus the flus is like as I like, earlier. I think it was, were you, was it yesterday when we did this? Maybe it was earlier in the week. I'm like, the dude is a coachy coach, McCoach coach. He, yeah. This is how he is. He's not. Yeah, because remember you were like, he's not that calculated. I'm like, no, but that by default is, cal- is calculation. Yeah. Like he's being calculated by I, being a coach I and think, saying the absolute bare minimum. I think he might be more calculated than I'm giving him credit he, for. You, he absolutely is. Yeah. All of these coaches are. Like every single one he's of them. Like, you need to learn to like read between the lines with these guys. And it's like, I, see, I've had I a lot of practice I, at it, so I'm yeah. pretty good at it. But. Right, I see, and I think that I'm very good at it, too. But, yeah. I, like, I, but I had flu sort of as, like, Mr. Rogers. Like, like the, the, no like, such thing. <laughs> you are not a head coach in the NFL as Mr. Rogers. You, you, I mean, like, I don't know what the Mr. Rogers theme song sounds like, but I, that's how I looked at him. Like, oh, you would, you would, like, grew up on if he practices well, then we're going to, like, if he ties his shoes perfectly, then we're going to let him you go out there. You have to listen more to what he doesn't say versus what he says. Give me an example. Oh, that's gonna be really hard. Um, uh, if he direct, if he deflects or directs in like in another direction, that's usually a sign that you're right, yeah. but he he can't say it. So, like, even when saying, this is an example of that exactly. But like when he said about Justin Fields, how those conversations have been had, and then you hear that from multiple other people that those conversations have been had about all of the options of sitting him maybe before they discovered the hip injury and all that other stuff. It's like. Yeah, you're gonna sit him. Like that's right. that's what's gonna happen. Right, right, right. So, do you think it went down like this? Poles walks in there. Hey, listen, guys, we're not playing the quarterback this week, and that was the end of the conversation because that's sort of how I imagined it going. Yeah, I think it was a hey, this guy's gotten a lot, like very beat up. We have no continuity on this offensive line. He's taken enough. He's yeah. done enough. Um, Steven, yeah. Steven, I'm going to send you some audio that uh, just some audio cuts that I pulled from today that we can play around with a little bit here. But I, I and we have some Claypool video that we'll get to in a second. But um, congratulations, I want to say to uh, Devin Hester, who is a finalist again, again to be in the Football Hall of Fame, of which he absolutely deserves. I have never said anything else. For the record, uh, but I did say that I didn't think that he should be a first ballot mm. Hall of Famer. That's fair because he's a special teams guy. Well, um, do you do you think that's fair? I think that's fair. I mean, 
he did revolutionize that position in so many ways, which I kind of use as the benchmark for Hall of Fame, but I don't think that's what Hall of Fame voters end up using it as a benchmark for. Cause like I've been on in the camp that like Rondé Barber should have been in the Hall of Fame that's because of how much he revolutionized the safety nickel spots. Um, he basically invented that whole position and he played 16 seasons for the Buccaneers. Like that's insane. And you were, we're telling you me that whatever, anyway, that's my benchmark. Devin Hester fits that mold, but I also understand that I just, it sucks when you're not a first ballot though, because then like you just kind of get lumped into this mess of guys that have been waiting for years and years. And Devin was extremely bothered by the way that he did not get in. He's, you know, I've heard different ones of, you know, different people. Well, it's like, it's such an antiquated way that they end up finding out. Like, it's like either you get a knock or you don't. And like, you're there anyway. And if like, if you don't get a knock, it's just so deflating. I feel like. Yeah. And. Patience. You're going to get there. It's going to happen. Devin deserves it. He's the greatest to ever do it. He revolutionized the position, all of that. But I thought it was. Super interesting. Um, I said to your your email, Stephen. Um, there, Richard Hightower talked for a little over a minute. We'll play it coming up here about Devin's impact, and yeah. it's been said before, but he says it in such a excited special teams. This is like a player that I just really loved watching play football. He was he, yeah, like yeah, all of that. Like, yeah, I mean, if that's your trade, which it's Richard Hightower's trade uh, as special teams, like, of course. that he, he was asked today, by the way, why do you think that special teams coaches are never considered for head coaches, like, normally? Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a handful that have you know, come from that. Right. Bill Belichick being the top of that food chain. And I thought he made a great, like, interesting point that I had never thought of. He's like, you know, if you're an offensive coordinator, chances are you're, you're coaching up, like, a great receiver or a great quarterback or this or that. Special teams guy, yeah. you've basically got the end of the roster. Right. And you're trying to make them great. Right. And so there, there's a but skill set in that. But even if they're great, I mean, the amount of people that understand exactly, John coverage Harbaugh's, and, yeah. like, and kick coverage and all of those things that go into it, I don't even fully understand it. And, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, no one – fully appreciates that's why you don't even see like offensive line coaches become head coaches because nobody knows you can't quantify offensive line stats as well as you can other positions so it's yeah it's it's in some regards a head coaching position is very much a, a popularity contest or at least something that you can point to as tangible because it's easier to qualify those guys if that makes sense it does and the popularity contest makes the most sense because that's really how the world works and it certainly works in who gets to be head coaches in the NFL and who's hot for who at the time. Mm. So here real quick here here was Richard Hightower who's a great guy big fan and has done uh, I I mean I think we can say objectively an an excellent job with the Bears special teams this year. They certainly had a lot of success but this was him on Devin Hester going to the Hall of Fame. Bears fans, Hester fans, 23 Greg Braggs if you're out there, which you're not, I know you're watching Purdue basketball, but maybe you're watching this on the rewatch. You're going to love what he has to say about 23. The Hall of Fame, if you want to talk about what the Hall of Fame is supposed to represent, it's supposed to represent the best players at their position, the best players that ever play the game. And I don't think there's a question that Devin is the best player in a returner position, in a combo returner position with all the records that he holds, everything he did his rookie year, everything he's done, not only at the Bears and even when he goes somewhere else, this, I mean, he revolutionized the game of football and how coaches have to cover kicks now. So when you have a player as special as he is, I mean, I think he's only deserving for first ballot. Like, it just – who changed the game in the kick return game in the way he did other than a quarterback like a John Elway or Peyton Manning at their position? Who did it in the kick return position? It's not enough attention or credit to go to Devin. It's phenomenal what he was able to do. And it's still mind-boggling to see how good he actually was when you sit down and you study it. So I just think that's a no-brainer, and I hope it happens. No-brainer, hope that happens. Revolutionize the position. The best to ever do it. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, obviously he's going to say first ballot because special teams is his worldview. But the reality is that, yeah, because special teams is so much harder to quantify, 
and qualify. Like, you're just not going to have a first ballot Hall of Famer based on their special teams contributions, unfortunately. Not that Devin's not deserving necessarily, but I understand why he wasn't a first ballot. Me too. And, and everyone hates me for it. Not I'm a realist, and I feel like that gets me into trouble. Yeah, so speaking of your realism, didn't you predict before the year that the Bears were going to absolutely suck and everybody Yeah, you're, you? go- you're goading me. I didn't say absolutely suck, but I was like, let's temper our expectations on this season. And I came, like, so many people came for me. They're like, no, including you being like, Bears can win nine, nine games this season, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like... Could they? Maybe, but no, it's not going to happen this year. There's way too many variables that were new this year that they were figuring out, and it's okay. I went into the season with absolutely no expectations, and I got killed for it. So all of you guys, I hate to say I told you so, I didn't want the Bears to have a bad season, but it's okay that they did. And that's the moral of the story is that it's okay. And and for the record, and maybe this will spawn another chat from my guy Kurt who says this podcast needs a drug test, which – we do not, Kurt. I am a half a beer in. That's there it. is no illegal substances in my body right now. I am a very uh, passing a drug test person, but I'm. <laughs> feel free to follow up on what we need to get drug tested on, Kurt. I'm, I'm interested. But so, what was I just talking about? Speaking of drug tests, I don't know. You were going. I don't know where you were going with that. Uh, really. What, 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 what were we talking about? We were talking about how I. Said that there shouldn't be any expectations on this Bears team. They weren't right, going to have a good right. record this well, year. Right, but right, okay. right, 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 right. Okay, no, it's exactly. Okay. okay, thank you. But I got still, killed for it. Still, still need a drug it. test. The the answer, whatever, where I was going for is this: is like, yeah, it's been a bad season, but this has been one of the greatest seasons in Bears history. It and, was fun to watch. And, it well, was fun to watch. And they're, they, they they could get the number one pick. Can, do you think Lovey's going to get it done? Because I think Lovey's going to get it done. Will Dewitt? I don't want to be talking out of turn here, uh, but Will Dewitt is going down to Indy to root in the Texans for us. He's going to be on he's going to be on scene. He's going to Lucas Oil, damn it. Yeah, no, I absolutely I mean the, the Texans have also been in every game that they've played. Like they've been scrappy as heck or hell. I guess I could say hell. It's Bears after dark. They were scrappy as hell. So like I appreciate that these guys are fighting. I think they can absolutely win against this Colts team which is just so woefully mismanaged. Um, in every different phase of football at currently, which is what happens when you hire a head coach that has absolutely no coaching experience at the NFL level or college level for that matter. <laughs> um, yeah, they can do it. The Bears can get the number one pick. Although again, people are like hating on me because I'm like, I don't know if I want the number one pick. Yeah, that one's that one's not the most brilliant thing you've ever said. It doesn't I, make because I no, well, because I'm big. I'm a big trade down person. I want to trade down. That doesn't help your point. You're it does try- because the the cost of getting the number one overall pick is so much higher than getting like trading into the second spot. But they're still going to trade up. Somebody wants the number one pick. Somebody wants to get Bryce Young. By the way, nobody wants to know what you. But think if about- they know that the Bears aren't going to take a quarterback, which they shouldn't. Why would what incentive because, is there to trade up? Because somebody else is going to want to come up there and get that number one pick. Maybe it'll be the New York Jets. Maybe it'll be the Houston Texans. Maybe it will be the Denver. They're going to have to give up a King's ransom yeah, to do that. Yeah, that's what. And I just don't think it's they're going to. That's the problem. There's a reason so that the number get, one pick has not been traded so, 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 since what 2016. So then you get a Queen's ransom. It's been traded before in the history of the NFL. That you want? Yeah, but it has been what? So, what I can't do math. Seven years. It's 2016. It's been Car- a while. Carmi. Carmi, you're like the smartest Carmi I know. And the, 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 the <laughs> is, there, is that a really long list? Do you know any other Carmis? <laughs> I just don't get this one. So uh. that you, you, what do you want? Do you want pick one? Do you want pick two? Uh, I'll take pick one. Thank you very much. Carmi is right from Drew Black. Drew Black, come on the show and explain, Drew Black. I just we, did. Not. I know no. you did. I want to hear how Drew also, thinks you're like, right. Also, when you have the number one overall pick, you do feel. I feel like a lot of teams feel an obligation to use it, rather than trade down. They are not. Well, I don't know what they're going to do, but my theory and my and I would bet money on it uh, on the DraftKings sportsbook app. That is, if I could, is that the Bears are going to trade out of there? And I know I could because they're right, be mad at me, Nagy. Yeah, that's fine. He's. No, Nagy, Nagy, Nagy's never mad. He's the most. Nagy is. Me, I, uh, okay, can I like this? Is this is yeah. really gonna not curry me any favors? But can Dude. we just like briefly shout out the job that Matt Nagy's done down in Kansas City? Because I have not even remotely thought about that. But please do tell. Though. Because they lost Tyreek Hill, the offense took a gigantic step back, and yet they are still 
they figured it out with like, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is an ultimate cheat code and I get that, but like he doesn't have as much help anymore. Everybody's blanketing Travis Kelsey and he's still making plays. They've brought along a bunch of other receivers that they got, you know, to try and mitigate the loss of Tyreek Hill. And they've figured out their offense does not look the same as it has the last few years, but they've figured it out and how to make it work. And Matt Nagy has a lot to do with that. So as the quarterback's coach, um, this, this is interesting. I, I I don't know where to go exactly with. I mean, like you're <laughs> you're, you're not you're not saying that. Let's see, Carmi's my girl. She knows where I'm at. Exactly right, Matt Matt Nagy. <laughs> and we always appreciate the fact that you know you you have you haven't been around in a little bit, Nick Coach. I mean, I we've been missing you. Just know that when you're not here, things don't feel as good as they can possibly feel. That's that's all I'm saying. All right, Mahomes does need a coach. Gary, I appreciate all the nice things that you've said up until this point. But, yeah, but he, even he, Tom Brady needs a coach, or at least had when he was younger. <laughs> but all the greats want to be coached. You, you can talk to any of those guys. Like, they love having someone to be able to have extra eyes and figure things out and help them bounce ideas off of each other. Like, that's a very collaborative effort. And it's, it's a really interesting process to get to know. And Mahomes absolutely still needs a coach even though he goes off script so much. So are you saying in any way, shape, or form that the Bears made a mistake in letting Matt... Okay. No. Why does it always have to be so extreme? It doesn't have to be extreme. I just have to follow up and and complete the circle and close the loop. I am just glad that he's doing well, and I think that you should commend... We should should commend him more than we have for what he's done down in Kansas City this year with Patrick Mahomes. hey, 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 Matt. Just so you know, you are you've done a great job and we are proud of you for moving on. You gave it your all in Chicago. You took us to the playoffs twice. You double doinked your way out of the first time and and you you, you always were a <sighs> mostly class act. So we're we are here on Bears After Dark because it's the end of the season to celebrate what you've been able to accomplish in Kansas City. I just I just wanted that as an aside. That's all. We don't need to spend a lot of time on it. I just I, I, we didn't spend that much time. Okay, all right, I fair. just uh, bef- before we get to uh, to Chase Claypool, I think you guys will enjoy this Claypool in the locker room today. Uh, shout out to our friends at Game Time Tickets. Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site, making it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets, sports, concerts, and shows. I'm going to pull it up right now on my phone that's not cooperating with me and um, is irritating me. But what do you think, Carmi V, Mm-mm. the price is to get in to section 350, which is behind, which is an end zone seat on the, on the 300 level for Bears Vikings uh, noon on Sunday with Nathan Peterman starting. As you can see, that's the beautiful thing of the game time ticket app, by well, the way. Well, it's it not going to be 12 below. No, it's going to be a nice, solid January 8th, 30-degree day. Balmy 30-degree day. Um, but given what this doesn't mean and the fact that Justin Fields isn't playing, who's the main attraction for the Bears right now, I'm going to say like 35 bucks. That's about right. With with fees and everything included, 44 bucks to get in right now. Now, the reason why they call it game time tickets is I, I personally think you should wait till game time because you know you're going and you just go down there and you get the best deal that you can at that very moment. But, hey, by, by the timing of when you buy is your own comfort level. But if you love CHGO, you're going to love game time. Best way to support us, buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million. Yeah, that's right, 15 million people who've downloaded the game time app. Screw the best seats to all your favorite events. So up top, courtside, front row. They got it all. And uh, the best price that you're going to find on the internet is at Game Time Tickets. Get involved. I love it. And uh, one more thing, Carmi, and then we're going to get to Chase Claypool. Who Do you think that Chase Claypool is going to turn it around next year? If you had to bet right now on Chase Claypool, that's a no. That is a... That is a he ha- I will say I don't. he hasn't shown me anything to make me think that at this point. Right. Right. I hope he does. But, yeah, I mean, there were some, you know, issues in Pittsburgh and about his attitude, his work, all that other stuff. But he is saying that he's going to 
work with the receivers in the offseason with Justin Fields, all that other stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, no, well, he's going to say that coming up here. We'll get that. Do you, do you want to answer uh, Tyler's question? Where did you get your – where did you – Oh, yeah, it, yeah. It's Okay, so it's Women in Sports. It's actually my friend Allie oh. Nielsen – well, Allie now Nielsen, Allie Reddig. Um, she owns a company called Athlete Relations, and they sell this merchandise. She is basically a marketing and do-it-all superwoman for athletes – uh, and she owns her own business, but she makes these sweatshirts. It says women in sports, woman in sports, if you're a woman, but then you can also get a sweatshirt that says support women in sports, which I also have. So go That'll athlete be- relations. They, that will direct you to where to get the sweatshirt. Shout out. And you know, they shout should. out Allie. She's a Chicago native too. Yeah. Ellie, Ellie should be, uh, she should partner up with CHO. We'd love to have her. Um, <laughs> the comment energy efficiency program has done exactly that. And they are also committing to helping families and businesses in the communities. Uh, where they serve, where they want to save you money and energy. Comet offers a free facility assessment that can help find energy saving opportunities. So we're saving energy. We're saving you money. This is a win-win. That's how we like to live our lives. They're going to send out an authorized engineer who's going to work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan. How do you get that guy out there? Well, first of all, don't wait. You want to start saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips or to schedule that free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz, comed.com slash poweringbiz, or call them 855-433-2700, 855-433-2700, or email them at business, business, what? E I'm no, I'm not. Yeah, okay. Business uh-uh. ee at comed.com. I, I miss you, Braggs. Kind of, not really. Sorry, business. Uh, and you too, Lawrence. What are you, the knights that said that call that say neep from Monty Python. It's no, no, it sounds like neep. No, it's it's y e. It sounded like neep to me. Business e e at comment. I love I love the the knights that say neep. I'm a big fan of the facility assessment. I highly recommend the experience. It's a good thing for you. All right, Chase Claypool in the locker room today. All of Chicago media descended upon Claypool, including yours truly. So we've got two clips for you. The first one we're playing is about what here, uh, Stephen? Do you know? I was kind of hoping you'd tell me. We got him talking about next season or uh, frustrations on the field last game. Next season or frustrations first, Carmi? Let's do frustrations first, and then we'll get to next season. All right, here comes the frustrations. Chase Claypool, who got into it with Justin Fields, who... Learned a lesson, perhaps. What? A, why, why were you frustrated? Let's hear from the from the Bears wide receiver. So this wasn't a personal. This wasn't a get me the ball sort of situation. No, I'll never, I'll never do that. Like, the only time I get frustrated like that is if we're losing, and I feel like I could be doing more. But I'll never, I'll never try to uh, get frustrated and say throw me the ball more, throw me the ball. Maybe I'll say, hey, I was open. Like I need to make a play. Like I want to make a play for this team. We're down, stuff like that. But. Like, Never about my stats. I don't care about my stats. So that was, I, I mean. He didn't get into it with Justin Fields. Well, no, he, but he came out the field. He was very upset. They had gone through. What, it, what had happened, just to, just to get everybody back there, if you will, the Bears had gone three and out on back-to-back possessions. Yeah. They're coming off the field, and from Claypool's perspective, they were acting like it was no big deal. That, oh, another failed possession. And he didn't like the fact that guys weren't, visibly upset yeah so then he got visibly upset and so that fields jumped in it's like hey we are upset we're not showing it the way you want us to show it but you know this is not gonna this is not helpful what you're doing right now but his main thing was that he he just felt like they were accepting the fact that they were bad and he didn't like that which i can i don't necessarily love his process yeah, I mean, but, but i but i understand where he's coming from well yeah and he but he also hasn't been here all season so it's like one of those things where i think he's still freshly like all right i still want to win i still because i mean think about where he came from he came from pittsburgh where mike Tomlin has not had a losing season so he hasn't had to be in this position at all and i not to say that it's okay to like give up on the play or anything like that but at the same time this kind of stuff happens all the time guys yell at each other all the time yeah and and by the way william kane my guy, you actually, if you do want to nitpick me, got into it is not the right language. Uh, you're, you're absolutely correct. But I don't mean it like it was some like, yeah, like, like the. Like a brouhaha. It wasn't some brouhaha, but they did. They had a, they had a moment where they kind of got into it. Yeah, a little which bit happens all the time. Yeah, it, it, you know, all the time. depending on how you, but yes, 
It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't any big brawl. All right. Here's here's the other one, which uh, from Claypool today, which is about what again? I forget exactly. Uh, him talking about next season, growing with Justin Fields. Right. So I, I asked him this one. Like, how, how? What gives you confidence that you're going to be successful next season? What gives you confidence? Most confidence about next year being a whole lot different than how it's gone so far. We're super young. Uh, we've lost a lot of games on one possession. We've lost a lot of games where we were up in the fourth quarter, um, and that's why like we got to really. On, uh, realize when we can put a game away. Uh, when we're up nine points, fourth quarter against Green Bay, we gotta win that game. Um, when we're up in the fourth quarter against uh, Detroit, we have to win that game. Uh, first time we played them. So, you know, there's a lot of games been decided um, by one possession or one score. So that's that's what makes me think we'll be a good team. You know? And yourself per personally, with with Justin, that connection growing. Like, what what do you think that looks like in the off season? We're gonna get together. We already, we, we were already, talk, already talking about it. Um, get together in Florida, maybe uh, Georgia or something like that. Um, he might come down to LA, or maybe we'll do a little trip with the receivers that we got coming in and the guys we already have here. So we're gonna build that and then just hanging out, you know. Florida, Georgia, LA. I mean, he's Arizona, naming, yeah. he, he's naming all. They're gonna hang out. They're gonna be buddies along with the receivers that we've got coming in. I don't know what Chase Claypool knows about who's coming in here, but maybe Claypool knows. I something. think that that was probably a generic statement. Like knowing, like looking around that receiver room, you can't think that the Bears are gonna be content with who's currently in there. Correct. I think I, that's just probably. Although, him. can you? Covering his bases along those lines, and he, and he's and, he, and by the way, this gentleman has had a fine season. I don't want to overstate it, but he's been fine. Equimania St. Brown, I've enjoyed. Yeah, you got the the extension, the year yeah. extension. So why did they sign him to a year extension right now? What was the point of that? I mean, he is familiar with the system, been familiar with the system, even dating back to the Packers times. Uh huh. And it's cheap. So if they get somebody better. Could, if it, yeah, I mean, I didn't look at the specifics of his contract necessarily, but like, I guarantee uh, you, I mean, it's it's either so cheap that they don't care, they've got a ton of money, or they can get out of it pretty easily. Yeah, and for, and I mean, he's good. EQ, he, it's you know, he got like, security on a million bucks. Yeah, which. I mean, the, here's the thing, and I keep saying this too, the Bears are going to be adding from multiple positions from the top down. So like, you're have like the guys that you have right now are like the built-in depth, and then you need a bonafide number one receiver, which I don't think is Chase Claypool. I don't even think it's Darnell Mooney. I think that they need a bonafide X receiver. 100%. 100%. And then, yeah, and then that pushes all the guys down, but I think that EQ makes that cutoff, which is why you make sure that you sign him. Yeah. Okay. And I, I get it, everybody. You know, one year, one million, 1.25 yeah. million. It's a, it's, a, it's a nothing deal. I just, you know, I... I it's think a small price to pay for depth. I think you're going to be very active here, and I it just it's interesting to me. Like, why do the Bears, you know, how how do the Bears separate EQ from Nikhil Harry, from Byron Pringle, from Dante the Pettis? Familiarity, familiarity, and maybe he's just maybe he's more price of more price uh, sweet, if you will, more more economical. There it is. There it is. All right. All right. And I'm happy that EQ's back because I like EQ. But I also was like, why, why, what, what was the rush on this? I'm a little confused. Do we have to do this now? But, hey, congratulations. I and mean, clearly the front office is already thinking in the next season and beyond. And I'm not going to fault them for that. Right. And Kyle Waddle, EQ blocked better than Komet. I don't know if he blocked better than Komet, but it was one of the best skill set that EQ did show this year was his blocking. Which is a very big part of this offense in having receivers block. Right, but I do think we have to get past the point of time where our best our best quarterback is his best skill set is as a running back. Absolutely, and our best wide receiver or one of our best wide receivers this year, our leading our leading wide receiver as far as yardage goes, his best trait is blocking. Yeah, all right, fair. <laughs> That's not great, and I'm gonna do. I, I at there you go, Demont. I got I, I got some time by the way on our hands here. We're, we got a whole off season of shows, but I, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a research like. It's it's got to be his, historical. We're not the, it, the Bears might not have a, a receiver get 500 yards. 
Yeah. Like, when's the last time that happened in the NFL? Because how many yards does Justin Field have? There's not, there weren't targets or yards to go around in the passing game. That's the issue here. There's, there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues, but like that yeah. being chief among them in that Justin Fields, he, okay, so he had 17 passing touchdowns. Yeah. We know that. He had a total of what? 2,242 passing yards this year. Yeah, that ain't great. In 15 games. Jared Goff has 4,200 passing yards right now. <laughs> I just want to say that. <laughs> Over 4,200 <laughs> passing yards. 29 touchdown, passing touchdowns. Like, and Jared, don't get me wrong. Jared Goff is doing actually really well this year, and people need to no, give him a little bit more credit. Of, of but course yeah, he is. No, I mean, when you have that few in a season, of course you're like, that's four receivers that have 500 yards. <laughs> let, 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 me, let me just say this, by the way. Because there's a whole conversation, many conversations going on right now. Well, Thanks, have, we, have we seen enough from Justin Fields? Do we know what we have? And uh, Yes, we do. We, I, I, I got it, and you get it, and I think you want to push back at me just a little bit right now. I got it. The, the, he needs to throw for way more yards, double the amount of yards. Yeah. I got it. He is going to do that. I th- I think so too. Like so 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 let's not get it let's not get it twisted. And it's not completely on the fact that his offensive line sucks and his receivers aren't great. Right. He he has his part in it. His ability to see the field needs to get better. Yes. He needs to throw the football at least some of the time when he's ch- when he's chosen to tuck it. All that stuff is true. However, he is going to do it. I, I don't. There is no doubt in my mind that this guy is going to be a very good quarterback. I don't think there's any doubt in the Bears' mind either. That's and even, and just because they want him to be on the field, they're just trying to get him there as fast as possible. But I don't think it means that they doubt him in any way, shape, or form. I, re, or very, 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 very little. So, I mean, do you quibble with any of that? No, I don't. Um, I again, this offense is being tailored to him. So he is an essential part of this offense moving forward, which is why they won't trade him. They're not going to get a quarterback in the draft. And they know that he has that potential. I mean, you look at what he did in college, and he did not move around. He said it himself. He's like, I never ran this much. I'm, I'm not setting out to run this much. And it's been because of the fact that he hasn't had an offensive line to rely on. He hasn't had receivers that can get separation down the field. So it's a domino effect when it comes to stuff like that. And the fact that he wants to throw the ball more and he wants to be better is, is good. And I think is a testament to where this is going. Okay. We have a super chat kind of related to this, this conversation. Well, sure. So what is the biggest problem with Bears receivers? Speed, route running, lack of experience with Justin, pass protection. What yes. do you guys think? All of this, <laughs> yes. just all of the above. Yes. Uh what is the biggest problem? Uh, okay, well, here, let's, let's, let, let's go at the top of the food chain. What's the biggest problem with Darnell Mooney? It's not speed. Mm-mm. It's not even, I wouldn't even say it's his route running. It could uh, be a little crisper, but um, it's, well, it's, the, it's what I just said is the separation. Bears receivers don't get a lot of separation it, at all. The, and the, the problem with Darnell, too, is that he, in the current slotting, he is the number one right. with, with tons and of teams. Relatively, he's not a big guy, so he's relatively easy just to guard. And he, and and at that size, he's he's fast, but he's not Tyreek Hill fast, right? So, so he, he does everything well, but nothing elite almost. I would say, and his speed is is closer to elite than anything else. Yeah, but 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 it's not elite, elite, and at that and especially side, when defenses can afford to pay that much attention to him, right? It. Yeah, I mean, they're, that's why I say it's, what, it's all of those things. And what was named in that, uh, for, for him, I would say pass protection, because if there was more time, he would be able to get open, even even as a f- guy that's being focused on as a number one who should be a two and, then, and, and then, or three. Well, ideally. and then you need to make sure that your rapport with Justin Fields is good be, yeah. to be able to go off script and to so Justin can know where you are. That was, that was actually one of the more disappointing things to me this year, because those two 
were thick as thieves. Like they, they, they went everywhere together. They're working out together. They're, and for whatever reason, that chemistry just did not translate this year early. Mm. It didn't, really and then he got or, hurt. So. Yeah, or, or really at all, yeah. Uh, the rest of their wide receivers, none of them are, are super fast. They're not. I mean, except, Chase's, except, Chase's route running is good. No. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, Chase's biggest problem is that he doesn't really adjust well to the football. His hands aren't great. Which is so upsetting because he is such a big body receiver. Like, he could be so good in the red zone. He could be that really reliable, big red zone target that could push this offense's production. And you don't. You don't see him adjust to the ball very well or, you or get again, get the separation. I mean, this guy is a half a foot taller than most of these DBs. He's big, too. He's... He's got a good. Yeah, he's what six four, six three, six four. Uh, well, let's see where he's listed at. I, I don't. He's not six four. I'll tell you that much. I I I think he's closer to. He's a big dude though. Maybe maybe he is. I I would I would guess six two, six three. Not to not to quibble. Second time that we're talking about that. He's listed as six four. Maybe he is. Maybe he say? is. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I. My my eye test tells me he's not six four, but but that's fine. I mean yeah those those lie by at least an inch, but yeah yeah I mean I said his route running was good that elite. Somebody <laughs> said when they're like his route running wasn't is above average or whatever. I'm like that's fine. I I I don't really quibble with that as much, but I mean he is he's he's a big body that should be able to adjust to the ball. Like that dude could be Mike Evans, he really could. Can they get Mike Evans? I wish. I would love Mike to come here. He's great. <laughs> Selfishly, I just want my guy, Mike. Carmi covered Tampa Bay of your first watch of the show, so yeah. she she knows my guy. knows my the buddy. Bucks well. You also okay. That's my buddy. Do you think you'd want to come here? No. No. He loves Tampa. He's very entrenched in Tampa and he's very he's he's a really loyal guy. They drafted him and they See, have their home they have one of their homes there and But everything's changing down there. I know, but I mean, he was there for the Winston years, and he's been for the Brady years. So, like, there's nothing that you can throw at this guy. That yeah, okay, yeah, he's not he's not leaving. He likes it down there. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Speaking of somebody on the move, I want to get to Jim Harbaugh for a second. Coming back. Here. Ooh. Do you have Harbaugh thoughts? Because I do have Harbaugh thoughts. Okay. I tweeted about Harbaugh. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I I was I, pretty proud of my tweet actually. Um, I'm, I didn't see it, and I'm excited to hear about it. Uh, you can pull it up, Steven, if you want. Okay. All right. Excellent. Um, okay. What do I got to do here? I got to tell you. I got to tell you two things. Uh, number one, that uh, you know, if you're into gear and looking good, and just taking your game to the next level, it, you, you there's one place to go, and that would be Foco. F O C O. They've got you covered from Soldier Field, living room, North Side, South Side. Hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Get decked out like Damar with the apparel from the leader in sports, merch, and collectibles. That would be FOCO, F-O-C-O. Perfect gift for the football fan, hoodies, all that. They've, they've got you. So FOCO.com, F-O-C-O.com. Click the link in the description. All non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO, and you will get yourself 10 percent off thank you to our friends at foco and uh college football national championships coming up here DraftKings is where you want to make your money on this use the promo code chgo nothing like it monday night go to the DraftKings sportsbook america's top rated sportsbook apps and uh yeah five dollar bet gets you two hundred dollars in free bets instantly $200 in free bets instantaneously. Woo. Who do you like on Monday night? Georgia TCU for those who are who's playing, if you're like me. Yeah, I know. I, I had to think about it for a second. I mean, like, I really like TCU, but I just, Georgia is just playing a different brand of football than the rest of. Back to back, man. Like, yeah. I just and like they're. Uh, I mean, I'm a little partial because, but whatever. But I just, I just think that they're unstoppable. And well, TCU is a wonderful Cinderella story, but I just don't know that's going to be enough against these guys in that defense. Yeah, money line the Bulldogs five bucks, and uh, yeah, two hundred dollars in free bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code CHGO, and all of a sudden. 
you will be living your betting dreams in a much better way. Thank you very much. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. All right. Jim Harbaugh. Mm. Former Bear quarterback. Mm -hmm. Former Indianapolis Code quarterback. Mm -hmm. Current head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. Mm -hmm. Beating Ohio State twice. Mm -hmm. are, you a, well, are you a Harbaugh fan? I mean, I think he's a good coach. But <laughs> have you ever have you ever covered a Jim Harbaugh press conference? No. Okay. Doesn't matter. It's fine. He can suck at press conferences and be really weird and quirky and Yeah, and I mean I know that he's a little awkward. He is weird. Yeah. As weird can be. Sure. He, he is a sure. but winning a lot of football games. So all right, the rumors are out there. What'd you tweet about him? Is this your tweet? That's my tweet. I think Steven has it. Uh, his, this, it was about his statement. This sounds like every other guy I've dated. Non-committal. <laughs> oh, come on. I mean, you saying good, that I expect, or no one knows what the future holds, but I expect. Okay. Give me a break. Right. Also... If you allow me to go on a little rant about college football coaching, I don't know how anybody Please. is a college football coach because it is, it's a year round operation. It is so much easier to coach in the NFL than it is to coach in college. So much easier. Like the level of play is obviously a couple steps up and it's harder to win. I think in the NFL, but it is so much easier to coach because you, your season is over. You know, at most in fe at the end of February, if you win the Super Bowl or beginning or middle of February, as soon as that is done, you're on the first flight to Cabo and you're like, all right, I'm just take a break. And then you come back in a couple weeks later. And then that's when your scouting staff tells you what prospects you should be looking at and what holes you need to fill. And then you get to do like a, I don't know, a recruit, like you don't even have to recruit that's the biggest thing then. A college coach gets done with their season, two days later they're on the road and they're in some like bum town in the middle of nowhere and they're glad handing people, they're having to get relationships with these recruits that they, you know, I mean, you got Kirby Smart landing helicopters on high school fields. Like, right, but that's the point, like Jim Harbaugh's flying some private plane down to whatever town you're talking about. But like rather than sitting with an umbrella drink in your hand by a pool in Cabo, you want to go, okay, you get to fly, fly no, a private plane, I, I, but yeah. like, and, and that is so much more work. I don't know why I push back on that because I, I do, <laughs> I do generally agree that I, I wouldn't want to be in that room and telling, no, and telling then like all this NIL stuff and like having to try and figure all of that out. And like, I get that it can be more rewarding in college to like coach young men into, or young kids essentially into men. I get that that can be more rewarding, but it cannot be worth your off season. Cause not only do you have recruiting, but then you have camps over the summer and all of this stuff. It's just, it's never ending. And like the NFL season is, is already gruesome, gru grueling enough, not gruesome enough, grueling enough. Right. And I just like, why wouldn't you jump at the chance to go into the NFL? I think Gary just hit the nail on that. It sounds like you need a trip to Cabo. I already, I just took a trip to Cabo. Ugh. I was there for a wedding a few weeks ago and that's exactly why it's top of mind. How was it? It was fantastic. I want to go back. I was only there for three days. I've never been. To go to, back. I've, never, I've only been once, but I was. I didn't love Cabo for the uh, record. Really? I've been to like that's my third place in Mexico. I've been and, uh, and Cabo is my favorite. Where else have you been? Cancun, Tulum, and Cabo. Yeah, okay, I don't want to be in the elitist crowd of, of uh, let's let's argue about where to go in Mexico, but uh, I, I I think you should go to Puerto Vallarta. I think you should go to Mazatlan. I think you should go to. Um, I mean, Puerto Vallarta and Cancun are close. Yeah, give me a Zihuataneo. Give me a Playa del Carmen. I was very close to Playa del Carmen when I was in Tulum. Give me, was let me, let me head down to the Riviera Maya. I haven't been to Mexico in like a decade. I, it sounds I, like you I, need to go. I do need, I do, I do need to go, and I will be going. I'm just saying, um, when it comes to Jim Harbaugh, it's easier to coach in the NFL, make more money usually. Although I know he, he's got a so, crazy contract with Michigan, and all that whole statement was leaving the door wide open. Yeah. Wide open. And I love how Michigan tweeted like Michigan man through and through. I'm like, mm, yeah, get out of here. Is he? Well, is I know he? He, yeah, that's fine. He is. And then he's in Michigan men leave Michigan. Um, 
What shoes am I wearing, Tyler? These are Hoka's. These are the I, I they're a, it's a it's a it's my festive Hoka. They're not, <laughs> they're not the my 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 toe is messed up because I've played too much sports in my life. What are you laughing at? I'm not laughing. I'm coughing. I swallowed my drink the wrong way. You want the Bud Light? No, absolutely not. Whoa. Okay, fine. I'll. I'm not a Bud Light person. Sorry, right. guys. Bud Light, I, I, you know, you can feel free to jump on the show right over here. I got you. <laughs> uh, mm, delicious. I don't drink beer, so. I only drink beer on Bears After Dark. That's a lie. Okay. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> let me let me let me let me tell you about Jim Harbaugh. So I got in trouble last last year in whenever the rumors were with him in Miami and uh, Minnesota. I was told by someone it was who comes up to me. He's like, "Carm, I got something for you." Mm. What do you got? Jim Harbaugh is leaving Michigan. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. how do you know that?" I know somebody that's on uh, that. I know someone very close to him. I'll say it like that. Okay, I'm like, "Oh yeah, where's he going?" Well, if he if he gets if he if Miami offers, he's going to go to Miami. Mm. And if he doesn't, he's going to Minnesota. But he's 100% leaving. And I'm like, that's interesting uh, because like, I had uh, some information on that, and that was not one of the teams that I was told that he was going to go to. Okay, so so <laughs> I was like, um, you know, I started calling around to different people, and I'm like, this is this is what I'm hearing. This is, seems like a very like close to the situation source. The words and everything was out there, and I asked some people who I trusted. Should I tweet this? Because if, it, if it's wrong, I'm going to look like a complete idiot, and they're going to come after me. I know they will. So I was told by people who I trust, go ahead, sounds, sounds right. So I tweeted. And I would have reworded the tweet because I said, like, that it's gonna, I put a time limit on it, which things starts dragging out. So, like, every day people are tweeting at me, when's it happening, car? When's it happening, car? And I'm like, I have no idea if it's happening. I, you know, I, I don't know. And so then, of course, it ends up not happening. And now he's back in the news. Yeah. So what ended up happening, I think, last year, and I don't know for a fact, mm. but what seems what happened is that Miami got cold feet with him mm-hmm. uh, and just couldn't do it because of whatever, you know, everything that was going on around the Dolphins and Stephen Ross and uh, that whole scene with, you seem like you know something about that, the way you're looking at me. Mm. Yeah, okay, maybe, 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 possibly. Who was their coach that I'm... Uh, Brian Flores. Brian, Brian Flores, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Um, and then in Minnesota, for whatever reason there, I don't think they wanted... They, they liked being second fiddle. or so, He thought he was for sure getting an offer from them, and they didn't offer him. Mm. And so they had to crawl his way back to Michigan. But he really wanted to go to the NFL. Well, he just they, didn't. He just. What ended up happening is they. He was assuming that he was getting an offer, and he never yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 so so then then I looked like the biggest idiot of all time. But this dude, if he had gotten an offer, was leaving. Yeah. You believe that? Yes, because yes, yeah, yes. yes thank so the you. information I had. Yeah. Uh, but also I know that Minnesota job. Uh, there was a pivot. Okay. Very late. Yes. See. So there was a pivot very late. For the Minnesota job last last hiring cycle, uh, and no, the intel I had had was uh, he was going to Vegas. Oh, there, uh, yeah, right. Vegas was in there too. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, but it didn't, and yeah, it didn't end up happening. And so, um, and so now the, ru- the the rumors popping back up. It's like, uh, I I one hundred percent believe him. Yeah. He wants to be in the NFL. Absolutely. He 100% wants to be in the NFL. Yeah. If, if a last hiring cycle was any indication, he wants to be back in the NFL. Right. And also, like, you look at the open jobs, especially that Denver job. Denver is an attractive position for someone, for a, for a head coach to come in. Like, you've got the quarterback. You have to think that Russell Wilson didn't lose it overnight and that he can revamp. And you've got a good defense. I mean, you have guys that are putting up numbers on that defense, especially in that secondary. So you got really, really good pieces, I feel like, and some really good receivers. Um, I just think you need someone to put it all together. But I think that that's a really good kind of ready-made of the jobs that are open. It's a good one. Yeah, and, well, what about the quarterback situation? In Denver? With Russell Wilson? Like I said, he, he didn't lose it overnight. I know he's corn. I know whatever, but like again, he didn't lose it overnight. He didn't. 
Okay. So you think... Especially with a quarterback's guy, like Jim Harbaugh, like... Okay, okay, okay. I, I must have spaced out at that point, which is always entirely possible that you underline that. But I I think Pete Carroll's not getting enough credit for the success that Russell Wilson had. I agree with that also. Okay. I agree with that also. But, like, Russell Wilson is still a top 15 quarterback. <sighs> he is. He is. Okay. I I. I we could do we could do that list right now if you were going to draft if you were going to draft fifteen quarterbacks right now if and we'll even take contracts out of it I don't think you're taking them in the top fifteen. Mm, you want to so. do it? Want to do it? Want to do it? No. No. <laughs> I don't want to take up that amount of time to do it. Okay. Especially when we're wrapping up here. Oh, are you ready to go? I got places to be. People to see. I don't. I could sit here all night. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got nowhere to be. Although I can. I'm gonna. I got. Uh, I got Poppy the puppy. I got to go home and, you know, get, get elite with. All right, so here. Did we hit everything today? I think we did. I mean, yeah, I would obviously rather watch Sierra on the field than Russell Wilson. Who wouldn't? Everybody wants to watch Sierra. <laughs> it, it, Fields, is, Fields over Wilson. Yeah, absolutely. Are we, are we going to do this? Well, we can do it. I'll just do it in five seconds, and then you can go. Because <laughs> just, just for... Just for the old shits and giggles. Ready? Mm. Players players that you'd rather have at quarterback for one season right now over Russell Wilson. Patrick Mahomes? Ding. Tom Brady? Ding. Justin Herbert? Ding. Joe Burrow? Ding. Jared Goff? Yeah? Thank you. Um, mm. He had a great year this year. It's, I mean, it's he not did. Even, he it's did. A, it's he not did. even close. Kirk Cousins? Mm. Josh Allen? Yes. Trevor Lawrence? Yes. Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Jalen Hurts? Yes. Well, so, I think with Jalen Hurts is, again, he's he's the product of the system that he's in, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, product of the system or whatever, product, or non-product of the system, dude's going to win the MVP or was going to win the MVP. I know, I'm, I'm voting for him. I mean, MVP. you, you got to. Uh, I just don't know, like, in that situation in Denver, if he's as, as successful, that's all. Yeah. That's my point. So, uh, Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Uh-huh. Derek Carr? No? Really? I think I'd take Russell Wilson over Derek Carr. Dak Prescott? I'd take Dak over Thank Russell. you. Kyler Murray? Nope. I'm taking Russell over Kyler. For sure. Are you kidding? Uh, okay. I mean, I'll... I'll top 15, I think top 15 is fair for Russell Wilson. I really do. He's somewhere 15 to 20. That's real... If, objectively. You, but you also have, like, a lot of quarterbacks, like, failing right now. Like, Matt Ryan failing uh, this is what i'm saying like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get a good quarterback right tua yeah i, probably, I mean yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I, like i don't really know if tua should be playing football anymore tua is an interesting roller coaster ride this year yeah. daniel jones no daniel jones had an underrated good year he did but again yeah. i'm still taking russell wilson I don't know if I am. He's such a pain in the ass. I'm not uh, saying he's top. I'm not even saying he's top 10. I understand. He's top 15. He's okay. top half of the All league. Right. That's fair. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Brock Purdy. Let's go Brock Purdy. <laughs> Give me Brock Purdy, damn it. Where's my oh. guy? Give me Gardner Minshew. All right. Uh, I love Gardner Minshew. I'm a huge Gardner Minshew fan. I, and I'm not a big, clearly, a Russell Wilson fan. But okay. Thank you for watching Bears After Dark. We'll... Uh, Hit the like button if you liked the show tonight. We were really very much appreciate it. Uh, Steven, thank you for producing. We had a little Claypool. Oh, we'll say goodbye with one video from, from our guy. One video from Nicholas Moriano. He went around the locker room today. He talked to, he talked to different Bears. He asked them what their favorite moment of Justin Fields was. He ran into... Velas Jones. He Jr. ran into Velas Jones. Velas, your favorite moment of the year for Fields was... Justin Fields, second season in the NFL. What's kind of been your favorite moment from what you've experienced so far? Man, that time he went crazy on the Detroit Lions at home. That was, I never seen nothing like that. Definitely not a person. Um, he's one of a kind, you know, he's a chosen one. You know, and so I'm blessed, I'm, I'm blessed to be here. I'm blessed to, you know, be in his presence. Um, he's definitely a GOAT for sure. And um, it's been a blessing, you know, just to be here with him, be able to make some passes for him and stuff like that. But this is only the beginning. Did you hear what he just said? 
is only the beginning. The chosen one. Call him a goat. Chosen one. I mean, Harry Potter. I'm really. But I am the chosen one. Are you a Harry Potter fan? I'm a gigantic Harry Potter nerd. Carmi, you are something. Uh, that Lions game, by the way, that was when he ran for 167 yards, which was not his top rushing performance. I was of say, that's not his top <laughs> oh wait, hold on. I just I, that, he threw for 167. What did he rush for that day? I can do this. I'm capable. The Lions game, he ran for 147. His top was against Miami when he went 178. Okay. Hey, thanks for watching Bears After Dark. We are back on Sunday with Bears pre and post. Will DeWitt's going to Indy to root on Lovey. Lovey, you got this. You can do this. Peterman, you cannot. <laughs> let's, not, let's not get crazy. Anybody? T- any, one more person tweets about how Peterman is... Uh, Ooh, expecto olinum. <laughs> mm. Thanks, Doug. I don't know. Love's love Carm's dad from Donald McKendry. I said that my dad was a flaming liberal earlier. In the oh, that was so. Me. That was Carm's dad. That was dad. probably my yeah. dad. Because uh, my dad, I, I have something that I'm going to bring my dad into the show coming up next week. He he wrote Walter Payton a letter back in 1999. Oh, that's so fun! Isn't that adorable? That's adorable. And then he's and then he wrote Jared uh, a letter recently, just showing the letter that he wrote his dad. Oh, love that. Good stuff. So things continue to turn into CHGO. Uh, hey, shout out to my guy Andrew last night also. I'm, I know this is taking an hour to end the show. I get to Northwestern Illinois. I get out of the car, park down the street. My man, my man Andrew just jumps out. He's like, Carm, I love CHGO. Love the Bears uh, podcast. Andrew, you're the man. We appreciate awesome. you. Everybody have a great night. We'll see you Sunday, and uh, stay safe out there. Appreciate you.